Well, welcome again to another podcast, Down to Earth, but Heavenly Minded. And again, I'm your host, Irv Rish, and uh, we are doing a study in the book of uh, uh, 1 Corinthians, and we are now in lesson number 13, and I am going to be reading from chapter 10 today. And uh, I just want to let you know that... uh, This portion of scripture in my Bible, a lot of it is highlighted. And uh, we start out with a warning uh, in this portion of scripture against idolatry. And uh, the theme will change later on in this chapter, but uh, that's the theme we started out with. And uh, I'm just going to continue on by reading the word and uh, uh, then we'll discuss it as we go along. For I do not want you to be unaware, on some translations, I do not want you to be ignorant, brothers, that our fathers, who were all under the cloud, and all passed through the sea, and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and that all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank uh, the same spiritual drink, for they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. Nevertheless, with most of them God was not pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Well, you know, there's a lot in this little portion that I just read. First of all, we know that uh, this letter is written to the Corinthians, and a lot of them were uh, Gentiles. There were probably Jews among them, but... Excuse me. It was predominantly written to Gentiles. And yet, uh, Paul does something here. He talks about uh, his brothers, the Jews, from the past uh, that were led out of Egypt and went through the wilderness. And in like manner, we're in a wilderness. And uh, even though we're Gentiles, uh, we have to look back to the Old Testament uh, that was written to the Jews uh, predominantly, but it's a lot of it applies to us as non-Jews. So we can't neglect the Old Testament. Some people will say, all I read is the New Testament. The Old Testament is for the Jews. Well, there's a lot of examples in the Old Testament for us. And also... There's another interesting point that was mentioned in uh, this portion of Scripture. It talks about spiritual food and spiritual drink. And when it talks about the water, the spiritual water from that rock, uh, he makes quite a statement here. It says, For they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. So even back in the Old Testament, we have a lot of uh, symbolic uh, illustrations uh, of Christ. Uh, you know, Christ is uh, the living water, uh, and uh, that water that came from the rock, uh, both the water and the rock were symbolic of Christ. Christ is our rock, and he's our living water. Kind of interesting, isn't it? when you think about it. And I'm not trying to read anything into Scripture. I'm just repeating what Paul said, that 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 water was Christ. 
and elsewhere we talk about Christ as being our rock. Well, there's a lot to absorb in that first portion, so something to think about. But I'd like to keep moving on uh, with our reading uh, with verse 6. Now these things took place as examples for us. You see, that's the key right there. Uh, A lot of the things that happened in the Old Testament were examples for us to learn from, that we might not desire evil as they did. Don't do as I did, do as I say. Uh, Well, I hope uh, I'm doing uh, the right thing, so do as I do. But in the Old Testament, the Old Testament saints were not living the way they should. Okay. Do not be idolaters as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up and played. They played the harlot, really. Uh, We must not indulge in sexual immorality. Boy, there it is again. I tell you, there's a lot to say in the Bible about sexual immorality. We do not indulge in sexual immorality as some of them did. And 23,000 fell on a single day. Can you imagine that? 23,000 people died all at once. And it was all because of the sin of idolatry. We must not put Christ to the test, as some of them did, and were destroyed uh, by serpents. Uh, And that's right out of uh, Numbers 21, where the poisonous snakes were biting the people and they were dying nor grumble as they did, uh, and they were destroyed by the destroyer. Uh, You know, and even in the New Testament, we see saints that were given over to Satan. Yeah, not these, no. No, these things happened to them for examples. Everything was given as examples, but they were written down for our instructions on whom the end of the age has come. Well, even in Paul's day, the end of the age is starting to come in. And from the cross all the way till now, we've been progressively getting closer to that end. And then I highlighted this one sentence in red, because I believe it's so important. Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stand take heed lest he fall. What a warning. If you think you're doing okay, be careful. Uh, Lest you fall, it says. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to men. God is faithful, and he will. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Let me read that again, and I'm going to switch my screen, which I didn't do last time either. It says, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to men. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide a way of escape, so you have no excuse, that you may be able to endure it. You have no excuse if you're tempted, because God will always give you a way out. Uh, Be sure of that. Just look for the door. Look for the way out. And I always say, if you see something that is 
totally wrong. Don't just walk away. Flee. Run as fast as you can. Get away from it. Ah, because there's always that avenue to do it. God will give you that way. And I've uh, I've had to take it a few times myself. Uh, it you know, uh, sin is ever before us, and uh, we have to learn to uh, resist it and flee, especially uh, sexual immorality, because there is quite a danger there. Well, uh, I'm going to continue on in verse 14. Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. I speak as uh, to sensible people. Judge for yourself what I say. The cup of blessing that we bless is not it uh, participating in the blood of Christ. The bread that we break, is it not uh, uh, participation in the body of Christ? Because those, Because there is one bread we are uh, many, uh, but one body. We all partake of one bread, and that is Christ. You know, Christ is the center of everything. Well, we come to verse 18. Consider the people of Israel. Are not those who eat the sacrifice uh, uh, participants in the altar? What do I apply then? The food offered to idols is anything, or that the idol is anything. No, I imply that what pagan sacrifice they offer to demons and not to God. I do not want you to be uh, participants with demons. Don't have anything to do with them, is what Paul's saying here. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord in the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons. Shall we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? I don't think so. Well, let us just remember that we cannot serve two masters. Uh, you'll love one and hate the other. And uh, we can't serve God and money. We can't serve idols. We can't... Uh, we can't participate with anything that has to do with demons, but also anything to do with uh, sexual immorality or sin or anything. Well, here's the point where we kind of switch gears in our uh, our theme. And really, uh, what this is saying now from here to the end of the chapter, and it's not too long, and I'm going to try to finish it, uh, the theme is do all to the glory of God. Whatever you do, do to the glory of God. All things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. Let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbors. Eat whatever uh, is sold uh, in the meat market without raising the question on the grounds of conscience. In other words, don't ask if it was sacrifice to idols, uh, because if you don't know, it won't hurt you, right? For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. If anyone of the unbelievers invite you to a dinner and you are disposed to go, in other words, you you find no way out, so you go, 
Eat whatever is set before you without raising the question on the grounds of conscience. But if someone says to you, This has been offered in a sacrifice, then do not eat it for the sake of the one who informed you and for the sake of conscience. So in other words, if you find out if it has been offered to idols, even though an idol is nothing, for the sake of your conscience and of the one who offered it or said that it was offered, uh, don't eat it. That's what it's telling us not to do. Uh, this has been offered to idols. If they say they sacrifice, then don't eat it. That's plain and simple. Well, I, verse 29, I do not mean uh, your conscience, but his. In other words, he has a conscience too. For why should my liberty be determined by someone else's conscience? If I partake with uh, thankfulness, why am I denounced because of that for which I give thanks? In other words, you're sitting at a table and you're eating meat that was sacrificed to idols, and if nobody tells you it, then just give thanks and eat it. It uh, still belongs to the Lord, and nobody's conscience will be seared. Well, so whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Give no offense to Jews or to Greeks or to the church of God. Just as I try to please everyone in everything, I do not seek my own uh, advantage, but that of many, that they may be saved. And that's the whole purpose of this, is so others will come to know Christ. Well, I'm going to end my podcast here again. And uh, again, as usual, God is out here, and you can find him in your Bibles. Just open just open it up and look, and you'll find him. Uh, praise God for that. Well, with that said, I'm going to go. Have a great day. Lord bless. Bye for now.